last time on Adequately Advanced Magic. All right, go! Goblin War Cries, everyone! And I start sprinting. Ah! As the double doors flight open, you see in this room that there are six holding cells. You see Audrey in the back right corner as you make a left, and you see a very, very bruised goblin sitting in another one of the cells. Gobsu fiddles with a mechanism on the bottom of the cylinder. You hear a click, and then some of the metal slides open. Inside of a now glass canister, you see a pixie floating inside. All of you guys roll into the garage. Audrey takes a look around and she says, well, those vehicles definitely aren't gonna work. That motorcycle though, I can probably get that working. You hear in quick succession, three large bangs. It sounds like a shotgun going off. It blasts the engine and the cabinet. Well, they're not friendly. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Here, here, Jack and Nick Klaus, the three of you are in this garage. Here, here, and Jack, you tried to block the entrance coming in from the front of the police station, but following some successive shotgun blasts, the debris that you stacked up against the door is in pieces. So they have a shotgun. Yep. How many shots did they take? Three. Three. And in walk this red-haired female halfling. And this tall half-orc, they have some pretty nice suits. Like, is it like shiny material? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no, <laughs> this is important. And so are, are the suits just like uh, nice materials? Or are, they, are they bespoke? Like, <laughs> tailored. What am, I, what am I dealing with here? What is the style? Yeah, is they're... it double-breasted or? Pinstripes. Like, and the lapels. Know? The lapels are very important. Do they have Cravettes. like one of those? Cravettes in this year. Like a lapel pin, you know? It's got like the logo of their their core. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the, uh, the 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 breast pocket thing? What is that called? Pocket square. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the woman is wearing closer to business casual. She has a light gray blazer and some dark pants, and she has like a white shirt with a deep one of those deep V's. Deep V's. Damn. <laughs> it's like a button up shirt, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The. I'm really glad that this is what we're like getting into. The <laughs> For our listeners, you know, maybe our listeners are interested <laughs> in this too. The half orc is wearing a very well fitting gray suit. It looks like it could be bespoke. So both gray suits. Yep. Boring. Any, any identifying marks like lapel pens, corporate logos. Yeah. Colors. Here here, do a perception check. Fifteen. Yeah, even from where you are, and you're about 20-something feet away, you see the glint of something metallic and a maroonish color glint off from the pins that are on their lapels. Oh, they do have lapel pins. Sons of bitches. Do I know what that might? Yeah, this color is reserved for Valdivian folk. Niklaus, you also know this. I don't happen to recognize them, do I? No. It's a big company, man. Yeah, they work in a different (laughs) office from you. (laughs) <laughs> you know you haven't seen him at an ice cream social or... <laughs> <laughs> networking event <laughs> the, the last the last company retreat yeah anyways well actually she said something at the end of last episode so they're just standing there now has audrey made any progress on the motorcycle what's our timeline on the oh. motorcycle yes we're still in like slow motion so no. oh okay okay yeah the female halfling looks in the direction of the three of you and she says Audrey, I think you better come with us. Audrey pokes her head out from behind one of the police vehicles that you guys are hiding behind, and she says, Nah, Virginia, I think I'm good. And then she pokes her head back in. 
Virginia, the halfling, she says, well, I guess we're going to have to do this the hard way. She puts on a set of crimson gloves. Oh. And then let's roll for initiative. I feel like that's a good idea. This is not not good. This is not good. I rolled a nine. I rolled an 11. I got a 10. 9, 10, 11. Nice. So Niklaus thinks to himself, it's probably not a good idea if these people see me casting magic, especially if we don't end up killing them. I suppose we'll just have to kill them then, right? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, murder. Typically, yes. (laughs) I'm going to reorient this north-south direction. So the three of you are at the bottom of the map. Right. Looking in the direction of where the halfling and the half-orc are. The garage overall is 30 feet wide and 60 feet long. The halfling and the half-orc are on the north side which is where that raised platform was and where that blind policeman was wildly shooting. Just south of where they are is one of the police vehicles, and I'm assuming Hirkir is behind that. Yeah, I mean, taking cover would have been a good move, for sure. Yep. There is another police vehicle right behind that one, and behind that police vehicle near the southern wall is the levitating bike where Audrey and Gobzu are. Gobzu is holding the pixie container and he's hiding. I'm gonna roll for him to hide. Okay. Niklaus is back there too, right? Yeah, I was by Audrey. I was gonna try to help her with whatever she needed. Okay. I guess, Jack, I don't know exactly where you are. I'm with Hercure. Wherever he went, I just followed. Okay. The two of you are just behind the first police vehicle and it actually does provide some cover for, for ranged fire depending on the, on the angle. Virginia and the heretofore unnamed half-orc are standing near the entrance that leads from the front of the police station. They're standing on this little race platform that's 10 feet wide, and the entire length of that connects to a small set of steps that leads down into the garage area. And we'll start with you, Herkir. Okay, Herkir, hiding behind this vehicle, takes a look over the the edge of the vehicle, sees where these suits are, and casts Flaming Sphere in the space right in front of them, and then rolls the sphere into whoever's in front, which I'm guessing is Virginia at this point, into her space. Yeah, we can go with that. So she has to make a dexterity saving throw. Yep. She rolls an 18. All right, she takes two points of damage. 18? Damn. Kirkir, you summon a five-foot diameter sphere right in front of Virginia, and then you, I guess you can describe it or I can describe it. Do you want me to describe it or? I mean, I just roll it into her or at her, into her space. And I assume mm. she she dodges, so she's only mildly singed. Yeah. You raise your hand up and with your palm, you do like this pushing move, motion. Yeah, I do. And you shove this sphere fire straight into Virginia. Virginia just very casually jumps out of the way but you do lightly singe her jacket and she looks displeased. I'm picturing your hand motion as like the Fire Nation, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She says, I just got that cleaned. It's Virginia's turn. She's gonna run up to you here, Kier, and then she's gonna jump a little, and then she's going to try and roundhouse kick you in the head. She rolls a nat one. Time, time to use a different dice. Incorrect. <laughs> the, uh... Incorrect. <laughs> well, I think that's your lucky dice there, Joey. That's, uh... <laughs> Virginia jumps up and tries to roundhouse kick you. She gets distracted by a singe on her jacket, <laughs> and she just completely whiffs it. <laughs> she recovers, though. She's going to try and bounce off one of the police vehicles and try to knee you in the stomach. Knee or her cure? Still here, here. Okay, still here, here. Okay. She's real bouncy. It's like Yoda. <laughs> and she rolls an eight. That's that's not going to hit. Just as she's about to knee you in the cross, Shakir, you manage to put your arms down and block it. Nice. And she's going to try again. She's going to jump up and try to kick you in the chin. A super monk. Well, not a super monk, but a higher she level monk than attacks? us. She gets three attacks? This time she gets distracted by a thread that's loose on her jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and she completely whips it. And now she ends up on top of the car, five feet away from you. All right, Niklaus, it's your turn. This is the, the part where Indiana Jones pulls out his, his pistol and just shoots the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Niklaus is at the other end of the garage, sees this person 
like going to town on her carrying. From this far away, you can't really tell how much damage is actually being done, but it looks really impressive. And so there's, <laughs> there's a lot of grunting. It's from both of us. It's just, huh. Yeah, it's uh, intense stuff going on over there. Niklaus, he will use his bonus action to convert his last two remaining sorcery points into a level one spell slot. And he used that level one spell slot to cast Chaos Bolt, aiming for Virginia. So he's going to make an attack. It's going to be 15 plus 6, 21. 21 hits. Right, 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. Come on, big damage. So it's going to be 10 damage, and I can choose the type of damage. He, he chooses long-term stain. Let's go with the acid. All right, describe it for us. Way in the back, Niklaus sees this fighting happening up front, and out of concern, he uses the last of his his energy to cast one more spell, his favorite Chaos Bolt. And the, as the bolt flies towards Virginia, the like undulating chaotic colors kind of stabilize on this like dark green and like almost bubbling surface as it hits Virginia, covering her in acid. Ow. Yeah, it starts dissolving her blazer. She has to like pat it out. And then she has to throw it onto the ground. Now she looks pissed. And Niklaus raises both fists. <laughs> that was a $5,000 suit! <laughs> yeah, she's like, come on, is the, is the lady in the $5,000 suit gonna have to fight the dude in the $50 suit? <laughs> now, she doesn't Nik- actually say that. But. Niklaus would be very upset by that. But no, Niklaus then sees that, like, does a fist bump, and then hides back behind whatever's in that area. Mm-hmm. Fist pump, not fist bump, right? Pump. He pump. fist bumps himself, it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, it's your turn. Jack has been watching this halfling go at Hercure with like with with surprise and awe that this halfling is doing so much. And he also realizes that this is Valdivian and he's a bit uneasy, but he also sees that she is going all out at Hercure and they've already gone been through together a lot, so he decides to also jump in the fray. Is she within five feet of me? We'll say she's 10 feet away. 10 feet. So if I use a range attack, I don't have disadvantage, right? She's still technically next to Hyrkir, though. Okay, so I do have disadvantage. Yeah, so okay. the way I have it in my head, at mm-hmm. least, Hyrkir is on is standing on the ground on one end of the vehicle, okay. which is 15 feet long, Yeah. and you're on the other end yeah. of the vehicle. She's standing on top of the vehicle looking down at her gear. Okay, all right. So I got to move to get in range, and then I whip out my short swords, and since she's standing on a car, I try to thrust both of them at her. Okay. All right, so the first one, I roll a 21. That hits. All right, and now for damage, it's 1d6 plus 3 piercing. So that is 9 damage for the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I roll an 8 plus 5 13? Uh, 13 does not hit. 13 does not hit. So just the first one with 6 damage. Yeah. Jack, you run up to where Hirkir is and you start stabbing at her legs. <laughs> Going for the Achilles. <laughs> you you nick one of them, but she's ready for the second one. Damn. She looks disappointed as there's now another cut in her dress pants. <laughs> she's just going to end up being naked by the end of this oh. session. The half-orc, without really saying anything, moves up to where he has a shot at both Jack and Hyrkir, and then he has to, and then he has to reload. (laughs) Good thing we put those obstacles, yeah? Yes. Meanwhile, Audrey has gathered all the tools and she's now hammering at the levitating bike. Gobzu is basically hiding right underneath what what she's hammering at. (laughs) All right, Hyrkir, it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to pull that spell that I cast, the Flaming Sphere, into the half-orc, direct it back toward me, and hit the half-orc with it. Mm-hmm. Or try to. He rolls a five. He does not. the dexterity saving throw. He does not dodge. So he will take five points of burning damage. Then I'll cast Chill Touch on, which is not a concentration spell, I don't believe. It doesn't say concentration anywhere. On the uh, half-lane. Possibly. I gotta make a ranged spell attack. Yep. 18. 
Yep, that hits. Okay, so she will take 1d8 necrotic damage. Five points of necrotic damage. You do your firebending hand movements, and you push the flaming spear into the half-orc's back. He's like, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. He's too cool. Certified badass. <laughs> There's going to be some explosions and he's going to walk away from them. <laughs> and then you redirect your attention towards Virginia. Shirker, you raise your fist at Virginia and another ghostly skeletal hand comes out and punches her in the chest. She just takes it like a champ? She doesn't fall off the car or anything? She takes it like a champ. I'm not sure it does a lot of force damage because it's... Oh, it's right touching her with the chill of the grave she gets okay. she just starts shivering a little bit <laughs> yeah she's someone just now that she doesn't have her jacket she's sort of cold she got cold <laughs> virginia backflips off the car oh. is she starting her turn 10 feet within me within 10 feet of me yes okay well i'm gonna use my reaction uh my halo spores and do one d4 chronic damage unless she succeeds on a constitution saving throw okay it's spored she rolls a six that's not going to do it she takes three points more of necrotic damage as my nasty little spores fog up her her nose. She sneezes. Yeah, you give her some allergies. <laughs> she sneezes, but there's a little bit of blood. <laughs> yeah, Virginia sneezes and she looks surprised. Uh-oh. She definitely didn't see you use any attack for this. She backflips off the car, landing on the other side of you here, here, not where Jack is. And she kicks me with her adorably tiny feet. Yes. In the nuts. She's going to try. Yeah, she's gonna try and butterfly kick you into the nuts. She just kicks me in the shin a bunch. Ow, that yeah. really hurts. All right, she rolls a twenty, unnatural. Well, that doesn't hit. Of course, that hits. She does eight damage. Ow, dang. And do a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Cause he got hit in the nuts. Possibly something else is going on here. Uh, eleven. Okay. She hits you in the nuts so hard that you go prone. Ow! <laughs> That's how much it hurts. <laughs> Uh-oh. And then she's going to take advantage of this to drop kick your head. Jeez. She's going to roll with advantage because you're prone. Mm-hmm. She either rolls a 7 or 10. 10 does not hit. <laughs> she's like, man, I'm really off my game today. I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> she sneezes. She's going to try and lower herself, and it's like the uh, the move in Mortal Kombat where you like trip people, but she's just going to try and hit your face. She fired a spear. <laughs> where did she keep that spear? Like a like a <laughs> helicopter with her foot type thing. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Okay. She rolls either an eighteen or a nineteen. It does eleven damage. Ow! Oh, damn. And do a Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Eight. My dice are not being nice to me today. Yeah, she does this leg swipe into your face. Okay. It just hurts so much that you're stunned until the end of her next turn. Ouch. Uh-oh. She's gonna be a Here, you need to do a concentration roll. Okay. Well, I failed miserably, so that was a five. <laughs> you never know. So the flaming sphere is gone. Virginia is pissed that all her clothing is getting damaged. She basically jumps off this police car and just like beats the shit out of you <laughs> the flaming sphere that is floating next to the half orc fizzes out Niklaus, it's your turn how is uh, virginia looking other than her clothing being in disarray she still has a pretty decent amount of fight in her okay i don't know if there's anything really that's great for me to do i will from the back kind of poke up and kind of mutter under my breath the incantation for mind sliver and all of a sudden she feels a like a spike of pain like the worst migraine headache <laughs> and she has to make a uh, intelligence saving throw she rolls a five she fails she takes 1d6 psychic damage she takes two psychic damage and uh her next saving throw before the end of her and then of my next turn she has to subtract a d4 from and then i kind of okay. i kind of duck back down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Niklas, you poke out from behind the second police car, and you do this, and she gets like a mild migraine. Virginia wonders if this is because of all the clothing that she's lost so far. <laughs> well, she was chilled, right? So maybe it's like a ice cream, like a ice cream headache. Yeah. <laughs> Brain freeze. Brain, Brain freeze. freeze. Is that a spell? It should be. <laughs> it should be. 
Let me just hold that It's more condition. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, it's your turn. All right. So Jack calls out to Audrey and asks, Hey, how are we doing on the bike? Audrey responds, Got 24 seconds left. All right. So Jack, 24 seconds. That's very accurate. Um. So Jack hears this and also looks at the halfling and is just very confused and wondering who is this person and realizes that he also said that aloud <laughs> before <laughs> before starting to try again with his swords and this time. So Jack gets into range and starts, since he's taller, he just starts to like whack-a-mole just with his swords at her. <laughs> You might have to step onto Hirker, but I'd oh. say that you could probably like squeeze past him and past Virginia to end up on a, on a different side of her. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Is that. Is that okay? Yep. But now, am I still in cover? You're now in extra cover from oh. the half-orc. Oh, great. Alright, so I'm going to roll. And the first one was a natural 20. Nice. That's, that's good, nice. right? Nice. <laughs> that means I also get a critical, right? It is a critical hit. Mm-hmm. Alright, what happens for critical? You just double the damage dice. And I roll a 5 plus... So the first one was 5. And the second one was 6. So 11 plus 3 is 14, right? Yep. Alright, so that's my first main whack. And my second two-weapon fighting whack is... I rolled a 3 plus 5 and 8. And 8 does not hit. Okay, (laughs) alright. I tried. (laughs) My left hand, left hand, you know, offhand. Yeah. She's still alive, but do you want to describe it for us? Okay, so so Jack takes both of his swords and starts whacking, and with his right hand, he feels better and, and slices off like a, a cut in her shoulder. Uh, she has shoulder pads and cuts those. <laughs> no, well, she's not wearing a jacket anymore. Oh, she's not wearing a jacket. Okay, well, we'll, we'll cuts the lapel, not the lapel, the collar. I guess, and and it cuts through, so 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 definitely cuts skin, and then the left one just kind of misses. <laughs> it's not a very good description. <laughs> <laughs> the half orc is going to continue to move forward toward Niklaus and Audrey. He's going to follow the east side wall down, and as he sees you, Niklaus, he's going to shoot Uh-oh. with the shotgun. And this is, this is like the fifth nat one that I've rolled today. <laughs> Wow. A ray of sickening greenish energy lashes out at you. Niklaus, it's it's scary. You expect it to hit you, but it just blasts a giant hole in the windshield of the vehicle next to you. I like look at the windshield, look at the guy, look at the windshield, <laughs> look at the guy. <laughs> it's back to Hirkir. Well. I don't think there's actually all that much you can do. Hirkir lies on the floor stunned. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Ooh. think about... <laughs> He's stunned. He doesn't think anything. He's trying to get his his breath back, his his recenter himself. Virginia's going to slap in some magic tech into a caster, and then she's going to cast Misty Step. She's going to blink over to the entrance of the garage, the one that leads to the the front of the station. That's the door they came in, right? Yep. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Why'd she leave? She's going to go into the entrance. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the doorway that leads to the, the entrance of the police station. That's it for her turn. Niklas, you're staring down this half-orc. So he hasn't said anything this entire time, right? <laughs> nope. Does Niklas want to be the one to, to break the, the silence? No. He's going to be silent type two. Niklas like, scurries around the other side of the vehicle to put it between him and the, the half-orc. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, even destroyed, Virginia's suit looks better than yours. And... <laughs> Well, he says that he ducks back down and remembers the same incantation from Mind Sliver to do a psychic attack against the guy. So he has to take a intelligence saving throw. Mm-hmm. He rolls a nat twenty. Jeez. So it's like a twenty. It's a twenty. Uh, so yeah, it takes no damage, but his feelings are hurt. <laughs> yeah, his feelings are a little bit hurt. You can see it in his eyes. Missed <laughs> a little teary. And that's it for what I can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Is the half orc in range? He is, right? I'm sure. I mean, you can uh, probably run over He's about that. 30 feet away now. 30 okay, feet, so that's, okay. That's a move. Yeah, he's he's closer to the back right corner. So I will sheath my swords and take out my one of my M pistols, the one with two shots left, the Eldritch Blast module, the one I took from the police, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take aim and fire. So I roll. That is a nine 
but then with the proficiency and the dexterity and the archery, it's plus six, so a 15. So from where you are right now, you would have to shoot through the car oh. to hit him. Okay, so I'll move 15 feet, and then as, as I'm, 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 I jog with the uh, with my pistol lowered, and then when I get into position, I, I raise it, take aim, and pull the trigger. Yeah, you do have to briefly stomp over here, here though. Okay, I just can I can I like jump, you know, like leap over him? Yeah, like you, a can, deer? you can you can just jump over. It. This okay. is just like flavor, nothing right. like actually like, like gracefully really though. I want to gracefully leap over him <laughs> with a gazelle. Yeah, like a gazelle, but with <laughs> with a hint of relief that the beast. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little bit relieved that that the halfling is now gone, but also a little bit sad that he's still stunned and on the ground. But <laughs> I've but literally been I... stunned for like five seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and then I get in position and, and, and shoot. All right, does a fifteen hit? <laughs> a fifteen does not hit, actually. Okay, all right. Yeah, I am down one shot. Jack, you gracefully leap over a stunned here here who is on the ground. You follow the edge of the police vehicle, and then you pop out to shoot him. The shot goes wide, but it does make the half-orc duck for a half second. Half duck, half orc. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the other half. (laughs) The half-orc reacts to your shot at him by moving directly in front of you Uh 20 feet, and he's going to shoot. At point blank? Not point blank, but he's 10 feet away from you. Okay, all right. He rolls a five. Does not hit. Cha-cha. Yeah. The shotgun blast flies past you, Jack, and it flies over here and hits the back of the wall. He's going to move the remaining 10 feet to go back up toward the top side of the room. And that's three rounds. And it's Hercure's turn now. All right. Hercure is going to cast Cure cure Wounds on himself. and get seven. What level? Second level. I think I'm out of first level spells. No, I still have one more first level spell. Anyway, I get 17 hit points back. Whoa, nice. Wow. Yeah, I rolled an eight and a six. Dang. (laughs) And then he will stand up and move. How far is Hercure away from uh, the bike at this point? Or the second... With 20 feet, you could go behind the second police vehicle. Well, wait, no, no, you can you can make it with 15 feet. Okay, then I will go there with 15 feet. I will move my 15 feet over there. All right, Hercure, you perk up, and then you pick yourself up, and you move, like, 15 feet behind the second police car. Yes. You see Nick Klaus, who is still... Well, actually, you run you run past Nick Klaus, <laughs> who is hiding behind the second police vehicle. Virginia is going to cast something from around the corner. I thought she was leaving. Why can't she just leave? She just hid around the corner. Oh, what does she cast? We may never know. Yeah, can't see. Oh, okay. Is she going to, like, get really big or something? Like in Power Rangers? She's going to be a normal-sized <laughs> halfling. <laughs> a medium-sized halfling. Or maybe she and the half-orc will, like, merge into one, like, <laughs> mech-type thing. She's going to briefly peek her head around the corner and then poke her head back in. Strange. All right, Niklaus, it's your turn. So I can see the half-orc, but I can't see... What's her name? The half-orc is sort of hard to see right now. He's basically behind both of the police cars at this point. From from your angle, you sort of have to look through both of them to see him. I turn and I look at Audrey. She still looks good. Yeah, she's been working on the levitating bike this entire time. She sees you looking at her and she gives you like a big thumbs up. Can I tell why they both decided to turn around? Is there anything in their, their body language or anything that can explain why they're... Walker, they're leaving. Did they have like? Were they? Were they the same thing to each other? Did they or give a meaningful look or <laughs> did it just kind of happen? Do you want to spend your action to think about it? <laughs> I mean, she just took I don't cover. Have... Like, I don't think she's leaving. She just got beat up a bit, a bit and uh, and then tactical decided retreat. not to be yeah. in this place where she could get beat up quite so much. I'll keep an eye <laughs> at the the doorway and I will ready. An action, I will ready to cast Mind Sliver on Virginia if she pokes her head around again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll actually move to, as far away from the door, like towards the back wall, uh, just keeping line of sight on the, the doorway. Okay. Yeah, that's 15 feet. Yeah, that's fine. As long as I'm within 60 feet of the door, I can still use that spell. And that's it. Okay. Jack, it's your turn. All right. Is it possible to move to where the bike is, but still have line of sight on the half-orc? And range. Yeah, you can move around the second vehicle to the other side. Okay. I and I and I will be close next to the bike. Yep. Okay. I will do. I will move there 
and then Jack will have a thought where he can't believe he's shooting guns at corporate Valvidian folks, but realizes that this is what the moment calls for, and <laughs> shoots the last shot uh, left on his Eldritch Blast module. Alright, and let's roll. Oh, not good. Uh, four, plus my modifier, so ten. Yeah, your shot goes wide. It shoots into the little doorway that the blind policeman was standing in earlier. The half-orc gingerly steps out of the way. Not good. The half-orc is going to aim and shoot at you, Jack, but you're sort of behind the car, so you have, we'll say you have half cover. Okay. So that gives you like a plus two bonus to AC. Okay, I'll take it. He rolls a 16. That hits. Wait, no, 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 I get plus two, sorry, right? Yep. My AC is 15, so I get 17. So that does not hit, right? Yep. Oh, yes. The greenest energy shoots out from a shotgun again, and this time it it hits straight into the car, about three inches from your head. Oof. Some some glass shatters onto onto your body. Is it the same car he hit last time when he was shooting at me? Yeah. Bro, he oh. really doesn't like this car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck this car. <laughs> Jack closes his eyes and waits for all the glass to fall down. <laughs> yeah, it all falls down in slow motion and with oh. the tinkling of glass. Tinkling. Audrey is getting close to fixing the bike. She waves at the three of you guys and she says, I'm almost done. Good. Gabzu is still hiding. It's at the top of the turn order, so it's back to Hirkir. Okay. How far away am I from the bike? I'm behind the second car, but how far am I away from the bike? Yeah, you're right next to it now. Okay. In that case, how far away is the half-orc? He is... He's getting pretty close to the raised platform area, so he's about he's about 30 feet away. 30 feet. Yeah, okay. You're sort of looking through both cars right. to see him, though. That's okay. I do magic. Magic. I'm going to attempt to cast Chill Touch. We'll see my ranged spell. Nope. Natural one. Oh, man. Yeah, you extend your token ghostly hand out and then just halfway through it... It's just all. Yeah, it just goes limp. Hey, don't get caught on corporeal objects. Virginia is going to re-enter the room. Oh no! So she does the intelligence saving throw. Yep. She rolls a nine. She fails. So she takes one d6 psychic damage. She's going to take four psychic damage as a tense like pain in the center of her forehead suddenly erupts. More brain freeze. Virginia enters the room and she just gets this splitting headache. She's she's liking the three of you less and less. She's going to move 30 feet down along the left side of the wall. So she's right at the second vehicle. Mm-hmm. From the inside of her shirt at her wrist, the creature emerges. She, <laughs> she pulls out three long metallic darts. Like and she's gonna chuck all three of them at you, Niklaus. Did I have any cover back here in the back? Mm, unfortunately, no. Okay. It's okay, though, because the first one is a 7. The second one is a 19. That hits. And the third one is a unnatural 20. That one hits. So for the first attack, the first dart hits your shoulder, and it does 5 damage. Ah. The second one goes a little bit lower, and it hits your leg, and it does another 5 damage. The little darts make like the sound. Uh, the third one just clangs har- harmlessly onto the uh, the floor. Throw it back! Throw it back! <laughs> Niklaus, it's your turn. Uh, take a look at the darts. Does it have an obviously like stuff inside, like poison dart? No, they don't look like they're poisoned. Okay. How how big are these darts? Like three inches? They're like one the, inch. the wand darts that you can't play with anymore. You can't play with them anymore. Yeah, there's a whole thing where they're like outline, outlawed, lawed, wander, maybe just in Canada, but they're considered oh. very dangerous to play with. They're about lawn dart size. They're about five inches long. Apparently Virginia is so good, she doesn't even need the fins on the back to stabilize them. Wow. She stabilizes them with her mind. <laughs> is it a free action to remove them? Yeah, that's a free action. Okay. It's all flavor, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll rip the one out of my shoulder. Ah! And the one out of my leg. Ah! And just kind of like chuck them at her, not as an attack, but just like <laughs> out of out of pith. <laughs> I will like hobble my way towards the motorcycle to like get ready to, to leave. The door is open right now, right? 
Yeah, this is actually canon, because Jack asked you if you wanted to close the door, and you were actually, <laughs> no, we should leave it open so we can make a quick escape. Exact quote. Perfect. <laughs> I love when a plan comes together. Um, so as I position myself on the motorcycle, I kind of like, we're like adjusting myself with Gobsu and Audrey and getting ready for the other two to like join us. While I'm doing that, can I turn my head around and kind of like mumble under my breath to once again attack her with Mind Sliver? Yep. Alright, so like I'm like looking at her, giving her like the evil eye, and she has to make an intelligence saving throw. She rolls a 16. She passes. So she just gets the evil eye. She evil eyes you back. <laughs> Can we, can we do a charisma check to see whose evil eye is better? <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Yeah, all right. Let's... <laughs> charisma, charisma. Contested charisma. charisma. Yeah, contested charisma. Ooh. She rolls a 13. Yeah, mine was a 7. <laughs> Not only is her suit better, her evil eye is better too. I revert my gaze in, in, in shame. <laughs> you suddenly get like this vision of her strangling you to death with that jacket that she has. <sighs> I'm like, that it's is... not even, it's not even cashmere. <laughs> okay, that's it for my turn. Okay, Jack, it's your turn. So is the motorcycle, it's good to go, right? It actually still needs some time. a couple of more seconds. A couple of more seconds. Like less than six seconds. So by the time I get on, it will be ready to go, right? Yep. Okay, so Jack also hurries to the motorcycle and gets on. And can I use dodge as my action? <laughs> yeah, you, you can um, actually, yeah. So... I will do that. So I will focus entirely on avoiding attacks. So I will get on, I'll get on facing backwards. How about that? So then I can see both the half orc and the half wing. And if something happens, I can, you know, I guess lean my torso one way or the other, dodge any sort of attack. Or, mm-hmm. or chop, chop, chop out a uh, dart in midair or something, whatever might needs be. <laughs> and that's all. Right. all. The half orc joins Virginia in running up toward you. He fiddles with his shotgun, and then an axe blade pops out of it. What? Like it shoots out of it, or you see it poking out of the barrel? <laughs> no, it just it it comes out of the bottom. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually like shoot out an axe blade. Though that would be admittedly cool. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> he's going to run up to you, Jack, and he's going to try and axe you in the face. Okay, Taylor, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> he rolls a nat one. All right. And he also has disadvantage because I'm dodging, right? Yeah. I mean, I can roll the other one just to no. see what it is. But <laughs> it's a nat one or an 11. Okay, so neither one hits. Yeah. He raises his shotgun axe above his head, and he tries to bring it down on you. But you react quickly enough where you just push it out of the way of it hitting anything. Nice. It does go through in between your legs, though. Oh. But it doesn't harm the bike, right? Yeah, it doesn't harm the bike. Good, good, good. At the end of the round, Audrey yells at everyone, All right, it's ready! She jumps on, pushes Niklaus to the back. <laughs> pushes Niklaus and off then, the back. Yeah, <laughs> and then grabs hold of the controls. She slaps her goggles on, and then takes a moment to grab Gobzu and throw him onto the bike. Gobzu is like, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Here, you're not on the bike yet, right? No, but uh, you said I was nearby. Yeah, you're like five feet away. Okay. So at the top of a round, it's it's your turn. I hop onto the bike. How far away are the bad guys? Virginia is about 20 feet away. Okay. 15 to 20 feet away. I cast Ice Knife and I throw it at her. We'll see if I make the ranged attack. Uh, I rolled a 20. A 20 hits. Nice. All right, she takes 1d10 piercing damage. Okay, she takes two points of piercing damage. The shard then explodes, and she makes a dex save. She rolls a five. All right, she takes 2d6 cold damage. Nice. She takes four points of cold damage. Hyuka, you gingerly hop onto the end of the levitating bike. It's very crowded. You're pretty sure Gobzu is, like, on you somewhere. It's hard to tell. And you're pretty sure you're also like on top of Jack simultaneously. It's a pile of metahumanity. You then conjure an ice knife and then throw it at Virginia, which explodes. Some of the ice shards catch her. Here, here, you're the last one. With everybody on the bike, Audrey kicks it into gear and then peels out (laughs) of the garage. Everyone hold on. Everybody do a dexterity saving throw. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Dexterity saving throw. Niklaus gets a 16. Damn it. I got a 21. I rolled a 3. <laughs> if he falls off, can I like grab him? Here, here, being the last one on, you are at the very, very end of the bike. Audrey accelerates so quickly that you lose your balance, and you're just about to fall off. Jack, if you want to try and grab him, yeah, go I ahead do and roll want, a dexterity check. I do want to try and grab him. <laughs> um, dexterity check? Gobzu will try to help. Go ahead and roll an advantage. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second one was 15. <laughs> well, <laughs> plus two, 17. 17. <laughs> Between you and Gobzu, the two of you are able to keep Hirkir from falling off the bike and becoming Oof. like a smear across the pavement. Oof. Wow. Thanks. Jack looks over at Gobzu and, is, and says, Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. The five of you peel off in this very heavily loaded levitating bike. There's six of us if you count the pixie. <laughs> and all of our equipment. This is our new adventuring party. The back of the levitating bike every now and then scrapes against the pavement. <laughs> do the do the suits, do they try and chase us or do they like... They don't really have any means at their disposal to okay. chase you guys from, from this side of the garage. Good. They do run back inside. All right gonna run back and get their black Cadillac whatever yeah yeah <laughs> their black floating Cadillac the super luxe car they drove up in from the front Audrey yells at you guys all right where are we going <laughs> any ideas I don't know is there anywhere safe where they can't find us we need some place to lay low for sure should we stop back at Calamante to pick up your stuff do we want to take the opportunity to just head over to where the uh, the address the rabbit told us about? The address on the sheet of paper requires you to get some oh, that's right. papers to get through that's the gate. That's right. Audrey yells back, Do y'all know any place abandoned that we can hide out in? Do I know any abandoned places where we could hide out? The museum? That's, that's an idea, yeah. <laughs> where else have we been? <laughs> we can't go back to Audrey's place. We can't go back to the neighborhood. They they picked her up there. It's uh... what about Hortense? That's the other place. We've no, been? that's in the same neighborhood. We don't want to go yeah. back to the neighborhood. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like across the street. So it's just the museum that we've been, or we, that we know of. I mean, I'm sure I and know there... of a bunch of places in East Ovaria, but I don't know about. There were a bunch of uh, abandoned yeah. apartments near the museum. That's true. Yeah. That sounds like a good place. Yeah, head towards the uh, old Falcons Reach Museum. Okay, got it. She continues to drive. Gobsu, where were you planning on going before you got hit by the police? Gobsu says, uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that much. I don't really know. Well, you're welcome to stay with us for now, but I'm going to have a lot of questions about what you got there. I mean, I think that's fair. About 20 minutes later, Audrey parks the bike and she says, yeah, we should probably get rid of this. <laughs> yes. Does it have a tracker on it? No, but okay. the the bike can't really fit through the narrow alleyways of the the interior of the district. Okay. Do y'all have anything that can blow this thing up? No, I'm not a <laughs> magic. I have one acid module. Would that do the trick? Maybe, or you can maybe you could just beat it up. Yeah, I could do that, or we could dismember it. We could just stash it somewhere. Yeah, it could come useful later, right? Yeah, that's true. Are there any tarps or any, like, cloth that we can put over it around, lying around where we are? Jack, do a perception check. Okay. Five. <laughs> you see nothing of the sort. You find one dirty wife beater. <laughs> I could use this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get to keep it, right? I can take it if I need it. Yeah. Where, uh, where are we at the moment? The five of you guys, six... The, the five to six of you guys are pretty close to the highway that you guys are riding on. Uh-huh. Audrey has taken you guys to an underpass of sorts. Is there, is it like barren here or is it like, is there a lot of debris or there were no tarps, but is there like trash and like dumpsters? and? Yeah, there's a fair amount of dumpsters and other variously trash. So we just roll it up to a side of a dumpster and pile up stuff around it. Okay. <laughs> Niklaus, you start pushing the bike close to where some trash is, and you start covering it up in junk. Gobzu joins in and sort of helps. He's sort of small, so he doesn't. He isn't really able to lift all that much. He th- he's like throwing like potato chip bags on top of it. <laughs> 
Jack also walks over and throws a dirty wife beater on. <laughs> no, Jack, you might need that. Oh, you're right. You're right. Clothes. Clothes is important. So hmm. then Jack takes it back. <laughs> it's it's even dirtier now. A little chip crumbs on it. Cheeto. Yeah. <laughs> Niklaus, how about you roll a hide check with advantage because people are helping you? Survival or stealth? It's actually the same regardless. So I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and roll <laughs> while you decide what it'll be. I guess sleight of hand. Oh my god, okay, that's also the same. So it'll be 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Niklas, you're able to half-decently cover up the bike. So like, casual glance, no one will see it, but if you were like looking for it, you might find it. Yeah. Luckily, they don't know where to look. I think that's good. We should, we should, we should be away from here. Is anybody around who might be watching or looking on? Mm, do a perception check. Okay. Uh, 14. Yeah, you don't really see anybody in this part okay. of the neighborhood. You realize you're pretty close to where the museum is. Okay. What do you guys do? Just uh, head towards the museum. Is that where we're going to bunker down the museum, not an abandoned Oh, part? one of the apartments, right? Just in the, that area, since we know it was abandoned from the last time we were there. Yep. The five of you guys roll to the Museum of Falcon's Reach. The building is the same as the last time that you were here sands that one hole (laughs) so you could get back into it if you want adjacent to it are some abandoned apartment buildings though do you want to go in the museum or check out an apartment building well there wasn't really anything in the museum and you know other than the employee area and i don't think there was like beds or no there definitely wasn't but stuff like that so we should probably look at the apartments if we can yeah that sounds good they look they look abandoned so safe right there won't be anything hiding in there Given what we found in Hortense's apartment where someone lives, I would I would guess there could be some critters. That's true. Well, That's a good point. Maybe we should rest for a while in the uh, museum and then check out the apartments after resting. Yeah, the museum's probably safer. I just probably am a bit tired and still a little bit in shock after we just took down or escaped from the Valdivian suits. I mean, I'm definitely up for a rest. All right, so we're going to the museum? Yeah. Yep. The party enters the museum from the little hole that you created the first time around. The museum itself hasn't really changed. I'm shocked. Shocked. It is a little bit dirtier, though. (laughs) Dust has already started accumulating in certain areas. The five of you guys are in the foyer again. Okay, I'm going to go into the employee's room, or the, I guess, the office or whatever. Yeah, we can say that just everybody follows. Okay. Is there... So Jack turns to Niklaus, I guess, and whispers, Hey, do you think Kabzu might run away from us? Do we have to do something so that he doesn't do that? I mean, I don't know if he has anywhere else to go. That's true. I think back to when he told me that um, he didn't have a plan for when he was running. Yeah. And in my recollection, do I do I feel like he was lying? You can do an inside check. That's going to be a seven. Seems like he was telling the truth. Yeah. Like right. He just wanted to, to get away with the... The pixie didn't look like he had any accomplices or anywhere to go. All right, all right. But he's a goblin, so I wouldn't <laughs> take my eyes off him. All right, well, I, I'll volunteer for first watch while the others rest, I guess. Okay, well, I mean, is there any refreshments or anything in the uh, in the, the office? Yeah, a refrigerator, <laughs> maybe? Go ahead and do a perception check. Can I help him with that? Yep. 15. Okay. Here, Cure, you're back in this employees-only room with the desks and such. And this time around, you notice that there is another door that the three of you missed the first time you were here. The door apparently does require a keycard of some sort, though. Kirk, starts looking around for a keycard. Does Niklaus see him searching? Yep. What are you, what are you looking for? Food? Keycard? We need a keycard to get through this door. I point to oh, the, this one? the new door. I have this keycard with the employee badge on it. Uh, maybe that'll work. Why don't we try like magic. it? Magic. I walk up to the door and I place the RFID card against the <laughs> spot for it. <laughs> yeah, there is a beeping noise and then the door unlocks. Oh yeah, with a green flashing light? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, you found the door. You want to have the honors of seeing what's inside first? <laughs> okay. Killer mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Jack sees the door and, and starts to have flashbacks of other doors that have failed to open. <laughs> Hercule doesn't have much flashbacks. Much harder to open. He opens the door, assuming the, the lock has been... Yeah. 
Here you open the door. Inside is a employee break room. On one wall, you see a JYMO vending machine. Woohoo! What's in the JYMO uh, vending machine? <laughs> it's like the same energy bars okay. as the one you saw in the Goblin neighborhood. On another wall, you do see that there is a heating mechanism for food and also what appears to be a refrigerator. Looks like a break room, guys. And he heads over to the vending machine to get an energy bar. Also in the room is a small table, a couple of chairs, and there is a long bench on the side. Shikir, you head over to the vending machine. The flavors are the same. There's faintly chocolate, mystery meat, mystery fish, mystery nut. Hercure selects mystery nut. Mm -hmm. Do you put in one of the vouchers? Yeah. You put in the voucher and the mystery nut energy bar plops down. All right. He takes a seat at the table and uh, chows down. He's like leaning back. Jack asks Hercule, where'd you get that voucher? It's from when we were here last, right? Is that right, Joey? Yep. Did did I get a voucher too? I don't know. I don't keep track of your things. Yeah, I don't think I have a voucher. (laughs) Damn. I mean, you should have at least one. I thought we all did. All right. We didn't I have all one get voucher. Six, oh, I found like, it. Uh, I found it. I found the voucher. Like yeah. uh, Nicholas, but yeah, Nicholas has like five left or something <laughs> yep. like that. Five left. I mean, if if you need to, you can grab another thing and do a circle of them. You see him and well, get some more can, <laughs> can we just break this machine and take all of the snacks? I'm I'm too tired to to break anything right now, guy. As you eat the energy bar, Hugh here. I feel energized. Yeah. It it actually tastes pretty good. You're so tired that really anything that yes. you would eat would taste pretty good. Correct. And from the energy bar, you actually get inspiration. Ooh, I'm inspired. Yeah. That's just like a D6 I can add to something at some point. Is that how inspiration works? It's an advantage. Yeah. Oh, it's advantage. The the reason you didn't get advantage earlier, Niklaus, was because you only ate half of it. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get to fully enjoy and savor the experience. Yeah, when you, when you I figured when you explained to him that he got it, I was like, oh, it's because I split it. The three of you can long rest now. And we'll just say that it's a it's a rolling long rest, so you can you can talk to people if you want. Oh, okay. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, you have to talk about your feelings. Wait, or we can interrogate Gobzu, right? Uh, let's let's do it. Well, you know, a little more chill than, than interrogate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're doing long rest, right? Yeah. Okay, take long The rest. three of you long rest. Woo. Such rest, very long. Audrey does leave the break room, and she she basically goes and explores the museum. I look forward to her insight on uh, the propaganda. <laughs> you mentioned uh, look out for giant slimes. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the mess in the final room. So Jack asks the others... Did you guys know those two suits? Ever seen them? Any idea why they're after us? Audrey did. Audrey, Audrey you're right. Virginia. Virginia, that's her name. She, she seems scary. So when Audrey comes back, we should ask her about Virginia, yeah? We should <clears> definitely <throat> do that. And uh, Jerry. Jerry? Jerry? Who's Jerry? It's the uh, half-orc. I've decided his name is Jerry. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. He did, he, also, he did not say anything. But man, we went up against Valdivian. That's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big deal, right? Is it? I don't know. I mean, they didn't look like... They weren't the Vire. They weren't Vire, that's true. But tough customers nonetheless. So Vire is probably a step up above them. Could be multiple steps. Yeah. I don't really know. Or who knows? Maybe, you know, I'm strong and you guys can have special abilities. And he looks at Gobzu. Maybe we're a step up from Vire now. I wouldn't want to test that. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. We can do a battle of champions. Their best against our best. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Let's get a few levels first. Yeah, yeah. Well, we survived. I guess that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Yes. Now, Gobzoo. What's the deal with the pixie? What do you want to know? Why was the Gobfather, what was he using her it for? Yeah, what are the pronouns? Well, the pixie is a girl. The Gobfather uses the pixie to make pixie dust. Am I familiar with pixie dust? Joey, just like as a street drug type thing. Or... Do a history check. Should go well. Four. Uh-huh. You apparently you've led a very drug-free life. The the dare people <laughs> apparently rolled into your neighborhood and were very convincing. It's probably been all around me. I just haven't paid any attention to it. 
I've accidentally sold people magic mushrooms without knowing they're magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, these are really tasty, man. You gotta try them. But you have heard that pixie dust is used to make certain drugs. Okay. Does it hurt the pixie? Well, not that I know of. I wonder if they're like shaker to get the dust in out. <laughs> you just invert her and shake her. Yeah, she, she's basically in like a giant salt shaker. <laughs> And this was the cornerstone of the Godfather's power? Yeah. A long time ago, the first Godfather captured the pixie. Oh. And then, because of this, the Red Knives were able to survive. Red Knives? That's the name of our clan, slash gang. Yeah, back when everything was was changing. For the goblins, the the Godfather and the, the Godfathers before him are, are heroes. But it's all based on their control of this pixie dust? Or this this pixie? Yeah, I mean, because of this pixie, we've been able to survive. I'm if we didn't have the pixie, I, I might not even be here. But you elected to steal the pixie and set it free. Exactly. Why'd you do that? One night, you see, I'm actually sort of like the janitor. <laughs> One night, from the the room where they keep the the pixie, there was this weird glowing light, and then when I went into the room, I I just I, I felt like it wasn't fair for the pixie to be trapped like that. Okay. And then the next thing I knew, I, I took her and I ran, and then I got hit by a police car. Can this pixie mind control people? <laughs> do I know anything about pixies? Niklas, do a history check. It's going to be a nine. Your knowledge of pixies is not great. You do know that they are extremely rare nowadays, but that they do still have the ability to cast magic. <laughs> what magic that may entail, you're not really sure. You you zoned out of that part of Pixies 101. Hmm. Does the uh, pixie look healthy? Is it just sleeping or is it like unconscious? Yeah, it looks like it's unconscious floating around in some sort of fluid. Gobsy, do you know there's a way to wake her up? I don't really know, but I think we could start by opening up this canister. Maybe you could poke it. I don't I don't really know how though. What do you guys think? Didn't you open the canister when we we're in the evidence locker? The the metal pulled back to reveal like the glass canister inside oh, oh, so that you can like see it. I see, but we can't open the actual thing yet. Yep. Gotcha. What's up with with, with you guys? What do you mean what's up with us? We're normal people doing normal things. I mean, I, I saw... I, I, I don't really know your names, but the, the one in the suit definitely cast magic, and then I think I saw Mr. Mr. Mushroom Man also, also cast some things, too, when the suits were around. Well, my name is Niklaus, and, uh, you know, in the heat of battle, things happen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in order to get you out, certain things needed to happen a certain way. And uh, the end result was that you got out of that cell. Well, thanks for getting me out. You're I know you didn't have to. I mean, in fact, the, the Godfather wanted us to kill you. I'm glad we decided not to do that. He doesn't really have any response to this. Yes, the question is, well, we need to talk to the pixie if we're going to free her. Yeah. Can I see the, the pixie? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Okay. He hands it over. Kind of take the canister and, like, stand it up. Do we have, like, a... There's no, there's no like fireplace in here or anything, is there? Mm, no. <laughs> it's like it's like on the counter here in the museum. There's that heating device, right? The heating device for food. Yeah, there's like a hot yeah. plate or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it looks like a, it looks like a, is. Yeah, it looks like a microwave. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to really put her in the microwave. Okay. <laughs> it's not microwave the pixie. So I, I, I put her on the counter, like kind of upright, and then. Can you do the thing where the glass is, like, is it open right now so I can see inside or no? He opens it up. Okay. I try to, like, peer in closely, like, real, I put my, my head almost up, right up against the glass to look in. Yep. It's just like a little, it's like a fairy, right, the pixie? Yeah. It looks like, I mean, it looks like Tinkerbell. There's no, like, other way to, like, describe it, really. <laughs> okay. So, a, a non-copyright Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> Butterfly wings, not not dragonfly wings or whatever she has. I try to have I have that those mental barriers I put up to block out the voices that I hear, and I'm actually kind of examining that that barrier, and I can kind of hear kind of to try to separate the voices out, and I'm trying to find a path towards her, and 
I will use my aberrant mind feature for telepathic speech to Whoa. try to telepathically communicate with her. And I'd be like, hello? It's me. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me, a Mario. You hear a cacophony of voices. Hmm. And you try to single out this one voice as you focus on the pixie. As you do, you hear some faint whispers that are difficult to make out. But that's about it. You're probably not hearing all that much because she's unconscious. She's, she's not able to respond. Yep. Jack wanders over and asks, can we just break the glass? I mean, it's not the worst idea, but I could see that it could potentially be bad. We don't know the pixie's condition, what okay. that fluid is. Right, right. So we should have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, taking her out may end up being worse for her than leaving her in. That's true, that's true. Who might know a thing or two about pixies? I can think of one person that might know. Ooh. Someone really old. Oh, that guy. The guy who keeps having pests. What's his name again? Hortense. Hortense. <laughs> How could you forget Hortense's name? He's such a pivotal character in this <laughs> campaign. I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing a character. I'm playing a character. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody here was uh, alive when pixies were more common, it's probably him. So we should kidnap him and bring him here? I don't think that's the way to go. We could pay a visit. We have to be careful about going back, I think. Yeah, we need some disguises. Try sending a message. Oh, a message. In a bottle? Carrier pigeon? Tweeter bird. <laughs> Is that a real thing? If only we had. <laughs> it was in the last campaign, so oh. <laughs> I guess they're technically canon. But I'm sure they use, like, message or something now. Yeah. Uh, There's easier ways now. Telegraph. Well, there's the um, the guard. He seemed sympathetic. He could probably get a message to Hortense. Yeah, let's do that. We still have to find just, some way to... It's going to be pretty risky, talk right? To, uh, talk to Audrey. Audrey before. Yeah. Is there an, uh, like a broadcast intercom system in a museum? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jack doesn't want to go look for her. He's kind of creeped out by the, by the museum. Doesn't want to be wandering about it by himself. So he just sits down and doesn't say anything. I'm sure she'll come back. Yep. She was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the distance, you, you're pretty sure you hear some clanging. Oh, she's getting the Magitek we left behind. Yeah, you get the feeling that Audrey is, is basically fucking up the museum right now. <laughs> but she's probably enjoying it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Should we just call her back? Just yell really loud? Nobody, nobody else is going to hear her us. to come back. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're not in a hurry at the moment. All right. We're taking it easy. I mean, we, she had a very stressful Yes, yeah, she day. was the one in jail. That's true. Apparently going to be questioned by two suits from Vidalia. <clears throat> but they wanted to take her. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that position. <laughs> we have perhaps already been in that position. <laughs> <laughs> Jack looks at the others and asks, So, is this, like, normal for you guys? Being in all these crazy adventures and situations? No. Not at all. You guys seem to be handling it pretty well. I mean, the alternative was to be killed. That's true. You sort of take it as it comes on the streets. You're from the streets? Yes. East Ovaria. East Ovaria. I mean, compared to some of the ice cream socials at Valdivian corporate headquarters, this is a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gunfights were a regular occurrence. <laughs> you did not want to be the last person who got, like, the rocky road. <laughs> Niklaus, you used to work at Valdivian? I did. Um, worked there for several years. It wasn't in um, management or anything, but I put my time in. Did you like it? I mean, it paid well. Yes, that's always a luxury. Valdivian's one of those places where um, it's more about the people you know than the work that you do. Yeah, I suppose that's how the world works. You think when all this is over, we can just go back to our old lives? I don't think I'd want to. Fair. I don't think I'd want to either. I don't think it's going to be possible. Hey guys, I've been gone for six done. months fighting corporate evil. Just <laughs> here I am, back in the office. It's all good, right? So it seems like we don't have many options. We either keep going down this route wherever it takes us, or we we die. Yeah, you can always take your chances out out of the city, but just as likely to be killed out there as you are here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going back. They're still looking for us. Yep. Now, now we have Valdivian looking for us too. At least the the halfling crazy fire lady and the Jerry. That's his name, right, Jerry? We have decided yeah, that's his name, yes. Yeah. By Fiat. He looked like a Jerry. Man, this is crazy. This is crazy what we're in. Still have to meet up with, um, Aerocore. 
Who? It was the group that um, Tiger taught us about. Heracor? Is that the name? Yeah, it's like Aracor. 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 That's the address, right? The address we got? No, the address was um, 555 Artoria Street. He told us that there was a group called Aracor that Uh, sent him to that facility. But not necessarily the address we got, right? No. He said that they would be there. This just goes deeper and deeper. I've never heard of Aracor, have you? Not before that. I wonder what they're doing. Has, has Gobzu been listening in on all of this? Yeah, he's literally sitting like 10 feet away from you guys. God damn it. <laughs> Jack looks over at Gobzu and, and tells him, so you didn't hear anything, right? What are you talking about? I'm, I've, I've been sitting here like for, for the past 30 minutes. But you, you know, you weren't paying attention or anything to what we were talking about, right? I mean, you're like 10 feet away. I'd, I'd like have to pay attention. I, I, I like whisper to Jack, it's like, Jack, I don't think he understands like implications. He's dumber than I thought. Yeah, anything second order is it? I don't think he's gonna get. Jack's, That's okay. Jack strokes his chin. <laughs> I want Audrey to come back. <laughs> she thinks she's gonna take a while. She's gonna take a while. Give her, give her time to process. Yep. Though I guess we should uh, get some rest. Get some rest. All right. Jack uh, takes his dirty wife beater and makes a pillow out of it and sleeps <laughs> on that. Yeah, you sleep better than everybody else. <laughs> Living a life of luxury. Cheeto crumbles. Howdy everyone, this is Joey, your kind-hearted dungeon master. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. If you have time and you like us, please do leave us a rating and review on iTunes or, or any of the other platforms. And feel free to tweet at us at AAMagicPod. Here Care Jack and Niklaus do a bunch of sneaking around next episode, so be sure to catch us next Tuesday.